Hello and welcome to another episode of our show. If you enjoy us, please be sure to follow and join us on Patreon for as low as a dollar a month. You can support us in doing what we love so that we can give that love back to you in the form of the content that we create. Today's guest is Jay Thakar, uh, host of the Jay Thakar Show based out of India. In, in the, the onset of our interview, uh, you'll notice that I stumble with where he's from. And this is something that I'm working on is, is how I, uh, I Anglicanize words of a different culture. And uh, yeah, something I'm definitely working on. So Jay is from Gujarat, uh, the Western province of India, sharing with us how there they've responded to COVID-19 and the, the implications of this in terms of development and production for India and, uh, and the future of content creation and how we're able to access so many different markets at such an unprecedented time in history. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind. You're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. All right, we have with us uh, Jay Thakar from uh, from India, who's the host of the Jay Thakar Show, a podcast that uh, that is available. Jay, thank you so much for for coming onto the show today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh man, it's it's my pleasure. We were talking a little bit beforehand about what your show is about and how it's a it's an interesting um, combination, sort of intersection of entrepreneurship and self-help and I thought you know that's that's a nuanced way of doing it I like that so before we get into to your show and and a little bit of a, a theme that you and I thought we'd talk about I wanted to we started this project of you know COVID-19 started a lot of us went into lockdown about a year ago because these will be released in March and that was a, a period of you know great upheaval social emotional and otherwise. And when it happened to me, when everything closed down, I was thinking very locally, like right here. And it, it, but I saw videos of places around the world and you're in India. So it would be great to sort of hear what things happened in your state of, uh, Gujarat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Again, my Anglicanization of words. I, can you say that? Sorry. One more time. I want to, I want to get that right. Gujarat. Gujarat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So t- tell us a little bit about uh, what happened there for COVID-19. When, when COVID-19 was new, it entered India around month of January. The, mm. in, in any initial couple of months, only 100 cases w- were registered. So we were so the government of India were taking precautionary steps at present because they, they were mainly focusing on PPE kits and masks and and sanitizers, and when when it started growing exponentially, then uh, on March 24th the nationwide lockdown was announced, and that was the biggest lockdown in terms of population, uh, because because uh, and e- even after lockdown the numbers were raising because because uh, COVID as as being. Uh, as uh, the rate of spreading COVID was not stopping or it was not reducing. So that's why uh, lockdown helped us 
in uh, reducing it to go down to tier 3 tier 4 cities uh, covid was majorly held in tier 1 tier 2 cities because of lockdown mm. and uh, because of because of that the the benefit happened in in uh, in if, if we talk about economics of the country the obviously uh, covid has affected everyone in terms of economics but if if we tell about the market consumption india was first importing ppe kits from other countries within few months of lockdown india was self sufficient in terms of production of ppe kits and india was exporting ppe kits to country not only ppe kits masks and sanitizers as well india was first considered as uh, as uh, lacking in terms of ventilators mm. after that we produced uh, made in india ventilators and we also started exporting it to our neighboring countries so it was sort of a necessary slap i would say to for for our own right. for our, our own people so that we can understand the amount of uh, potential we carry as a country mm. because not every country can sustain on other country for lifetime and especially during this during such pandemics so i think this was one of the most revolutionary change which covid has brought in terms of uh, if, if we talk in uh, india's perspective wow so so it, it it sounds like this this pandemic happens march 24th country goes into lockdown there's i mean india is it the third second most populated second po- second most populated country right It, it, there's like something like 1 billion people that live there 1.3 billion people so 1.3 billion people live in india country goes into lockdown they're having to import masks and then there's this kind of economic sort of whoa wake up call why don't we make it and yeah. there's this mass sort of uh dare i say industrialization you know production mass production yeah. yeah mass production thank yeah. you and and india's economy is like whoa wait a second we can be like self sufficient here and not have to rely on all the countries because as we know relying on you know ppe like in the united states and canada that was like a a crisis yeah because even it's not even fair for other countries as well like for example if india was reliant on canada for ppe kits it was it wasn't even fair for canada because canada required ppe kit for its own citizens yes so it wasn't even fair for the other country to be able to provide something to different country because they also need that in similar amounts right yeah they they need it for themselves yeah yeah, yeah. so if india so that, is producing these kits and then giving it to other countries well what about the 1.3 billion people that live there So that's when India was like okay we got to yeah. take care of ourselves you know it's it's the old uh, when you go on an airplane they're like you know you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you put on somebody else's or you'll pass True. out and you can't help anybody and True. India very much lived that example and and that's the only reason why India has uh, provided covid vaccine to 12 different countries oh right now right because covid vaccine was was never supposed to be able that indian covid vaccine would be so successful right now indian covid vaccine is one of the most successful vaccine against all strains of covid 19 and that's why india has provide india has given 
vaccine so 12 different countries and has been uh, reported that few more countries are there in the list who are who will be getting india's covid vaccine so so india is i mean through this pandemic and, and we've seen a lot of this is there's this um element of adaptability and resiliency True. not even just in nations but in ourselves and when we're hit with this uh you know calamity of sorts of a pandemic we see that countries such as india not only have they now adapted not only are they surviving but now they're thriving on a on an economic on a global economic scale so they're kind of like on top right now is that is that sort of what's happening in in, in terms of providing covid vaccines yes wow. india is on top cuz i thought my my understanding was that germany was the other big producer of the vaccine yeah germany is not very much close to india but yes it is among top few nations in terms of vaccine production yeah but but the reason why india is able to produce so much is because the number of people that they can kind of allocate into the production of something 100% if if i right. i one of my relative has his own uh, factory which which was producing ppe kits so when when i talked to him uh, he said that before pandemic happened when when government was uh, start when government has began its initials in terms of producing ppe kit in india there was uh, 12 hours a day the factory was running before lockdown after lockdown factory was running 24 by 7 wow the the owner was like from where will i get material yeah. what government did is government gave material to the factory government just asked that you need to take this material make ppe kit the transportation and the raw material everything will be taken care of by the government wow the only work of the factory was to convert raw material into the product product will be taken care of by the government where the product will go where it will be used everything is government's head the only thing factory needs to do is just produce so another thing that we've seen is during this pandemic is while lots of uh, industries have been you know gravely impacted by this hospitality tourism you know xyz but other places have made hand over fist right like a friend of mine he worked at like a he works at a like a uh hand sanitization sort of they they sell hand sanitizer and he's like yeah. dude i have never made so much money in my life i'm like well that's great i mean i'm living on the serb but uh you know but True. there's this element of some people are like really sort of being financially hit hard and others are like you know they wish they could and stop working booming. Yeah, yeah yeah which is i mean i i wonder what the consequences uh not necessarily positive or negative but just again what the adaptations to this will be after this pandemic i mean i think, think adaptation will be we all know that because of pandemic the health sector has grown exponentially yes. not only in india but in every country yeah right has to so what so what now see like for, for example if if i'm the government and i have to look down on all five major topics one of them is health sector because of pandemic health sector have become so much 
developed that if health sector will be given 20% less strength and that 20% will be divided in other four, then the other four will be able to grow faster and health sector will still be there at the top. It's like now, right, now right. We, have, yeah. we have a pillar which is done, which is strong. Now we can focus our energy in making different pillars strong. Well, a friend of mine was saying that um, there was never any money being invested in, in you know, COVID vaccines because COVID essentially is like, uh, it's called novel coronavirus because coronavirus yeah. is like a cold. But nobody was ever in, injecting money into that. Then all of a sudden a pandemic comes and globally the world is like, we have got to figure this out. So people were already trying to understand this thing, but now suddenly there was so there was money being like again thrown at them that they were able to expedite these things, right? It's sort of like um, in the 1960s, the space race. Well, the United States of America didn't really care about going into space until they found out that Russia had launched like a, a dog or a monkey or something like yeah. that into space. They're like, holy shit, we got to get on this, man. So <laughs> pandemic happens and they're like, we have got to figure this out. True, 100%. It's, it's always like if you cannot learn from others' mistake, you have to learn by making mistakes. Yes. And and because because we didn't, we didn't, uh, learned like once, once when when the when cases were reported in China, not mm. every country got to know that this can this can spread to our country. So if if no one knew from China's mistake, we have to suffer the mistake. Right. Well, and and I really do think that uh, at least from a Western, you know, from where I live, I live very comfortably. You know, I, we live very comfortably here in the West. And this really kind of woke us up from our slumber. You know, I mean, people were fighting yeah. each other for toilet paper, which is ridiculous. But anyways, we just saw that this, this sort of um, luxury that we live in is fragile. True, 100%. Yeah. The, 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 we, all, we've, we all were concerned about the country's economy, but then we also forgot about our economical status, which we used to believe in past. We used to believe that if I have a million dollar in my hand, I'm something. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm a richer, rich person. Right. But now when, when you see same million dollar in your hand, but you see someone else suffering with COVID, you feel that that, that person's life is more important than this million dollar. Right. And that, that, that's what I think this, this COVID has helped us in gaining. And, and in, 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 in my personal terms as well, because I completed my high school just before COVID entered in India, and I, I, there, there was vacation time when when this when this COVID happened. So I was like, now what will I do? Because being in high school, I was I was shit. I was just focusing on my books. Yeah. What I should I should get marks books marks. Yeah. Nothing else. I, I was not live. And 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 after that. After that, when I when I thought that let me start going in content creation, mm. and you wouldn't imagine Spotify Spotify India just after lockdown, Spotify India got one thousand percent raise in terms of listeners, right? Just after lockdown, right? 
So imagine the amount of content consumption. And there also we came to know that books are not 100%. Books are not the only source of knowledge. Yes. We all went to podcasts for learning. We all went to TED Talks for learning. We all went to different other sources for learning. And that's that's what made us realize that books will help us in getting a platform. Mm. Books will not help us in setting up our whole lives. Mm-hmm. books marks will give us a platform that hey you have this good platform now we can jump from here but that doesn't mean that the existence of this platform is as equal to the existence of yourself in society if you don't have this platform you need to work a little harder but eventually you will even go there it's just that you get good platform with good marks good if you don't get work harder you will eventually get it and the source of knowledge is also not always books i mean books in terms of academic that's just one that's just one one input are books but there's there's yeah. a myriad of ways sources of getting knowledge so it, is that kind of what happened for you jay is we go into lockdown and cuz cuz my understanding is this has happened for a lot of people and there's this there's a space of time in terms of self-reflection and you're like, okay, hold on. So I've dedicated my life to books and getting good marks, but what am I actually doing with myself? I mean, to be alive is a privilege. You know what, 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 what happened in me was like, I, I was always given the opportunity to select my own career. Mm-hmm. when when i was small i, I like at every student i was like i you i want to go to space i want to become astronaut right then from there from there i went i want to become pilot at least i can fly beyond clouds yeah. and then <laughs> and then then i my interest started uh, my my interest started went going into physics i was fascinated by physics mm. so i from from my 6th grade uh, as i got the access of uh, facebook there w- with my father's guidance so i used to go and join all the physics related groups there so eventually i got in touch with uh, a research organization which is based in india we started doing a project we grew that project at that time i was in ninth grade when 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 this project started then we grew that we grew that now that project is i mean we are trying to get it funded by the government of india to be able to help in defense and from there i was and when i went to my high school i was like okay good so now i need to go for physics i need to do this i need to do that i was so invested in physics after that when when this lockdown happened i was like okay now what to do right. i mean what whatever i need to learn i was learning from books but now as my high school has got over i have knowledge of those books so those books are not, not are not that meaningful for me right now mm. but still there's time for university to open now what will i do in that time plus covid has ensured that university will open little later right what will i do in that time i was so fascinated and then i thought that okay let me start creating content yeah i started creating content on youtube after two or three videos done my brain was like now i cannot create more content bro please 
<laughs> then then because i was so lazy i thought that okay now what's the other way of creating content to bring guests on the show now i didn't thought in terms of creating a podcast podcast i was like i bring guests on the show i ask them question and they will give me the content right. i don't have to create content from my side guest is the only content creator for me and i'll have the right to publish that right so in that in that lazy mindset i started podcast and from you're just there, working harder <laughs> or, or excuse me you're working yeah, smarter then, not harder <laughs> and then and then then i came to realize that okay this is not an easy game which as i thought because mm. to be able to convince someone to come on your show to be able to convince them that your words will matter to my audience that's that's one of the most important thing to convince a person so that then helped me by now i have got around 3000 rejections from different guests 3000 rejections right and after those 3000 rejections i have 26 to 27 episodes by now yes so that that rejection more than podcast those rejection help me to understand myself like how am i communicating yeah how am i how influential am i how how can i get this person to know know about me because every person who whom i was contacting obviously they need certain numbers no yeah. one will come on you no one will come to you and will say hey bro you are doing good i'll come to you okay yeah. you are doing good content is good that is a different part but everybody needs a number have Because, you ever heard of a catch 22 a catch 22 no no it's like okay so i need a job but in order to get a job i need job experience well how do i get job experience True, true right that's a catch 22 so it's like i need guests but my guests need me to have listeners how do i get listeners when well, i need guests true. it's like uh true, okay what do i do now on your rejection you said you were rejected you know 3000 times which one hurt more the first one or the 3000 you know the 3000th one initial initial 10 exactly first 10 yeah because we you know when when uh, there's a bollywood uh, i won't say bo- a bollywood and 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 uh, and a gujarati film industry actor mm. he was very famous actor he was around he was having good good amount of followers back then so i was i n- normally dm'd him that hey sir i am big fan of yours i'm starting a podcast will you come uh, will you come as a guest he w- very informal he was like yes i'll come i was like yeah <laughs> this kind of personality is coming yeah i had him i was a shit what he only handled the positives of podcast i was the one who who i was highlighting the negatives <laughs> like in, in in terms of communication I, i didn't knew how to speak at that time mm mm-hmm. so uh, after that i was like if this kind of personality can give a yes to me then everyone can give a yes right i was so confident and i started messaging each and everyone and from there people what people used to see they used to accept my dm but they they won't reply so i would get a scene here and that would feel more hurt that that would hurt right, me more right 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 did see it if you have for, seen yeah. this at least yeah. you can tell yes or no yeah and and on instagram they need to accept first 
then only I can, as a sender, can see that have you seen or not. Right. And that would hurt more that, okay, you have seen it. You have accepted my DM request and yeah. still you are not replying. Well, you know what's kind of cool about that is now that you know that experience, you know, as you grow and grow, I mean, it, it does take time, of course. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anywhere where I'd like to be. Like I said, it takes time. But yeah. when people start messaging you, you're going to have that sort of insight. Like, I remember when I was this person and I'm going to, at the very least, I'm going to say, hey, man, keep it up. Thank you for the message. I'm a little busy right now. You know, because I've gotten that message back too. And it's like, that's that's great. But when people like don't even respond back, you're like, all right. I, I, I'll tell you one interesting story. There, there's a person whom I'm approaching from past six months. Mm-hmm. First, when I approached him, he said that I'm not doing any podcast right now. One week later, I saw him in I I saw him on a on a very big podcast in India. Hmm. That that hurt that 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 will hurt really more. But I was like, okay, I want to bring him, so I'll, I'll I'll ignore it. After a month, I again approached him. He was like, hey, bro, no, sorry. Now, when I approached him, he was like, hey, I need to skip it. Very next day. He was on a podcast. Right. And that, that, that just really fascinates me that, okay, if you, if you really are not interested to come on someone's show, you can directly tell them that, hey, bro, I'm not interested. Yes. Rather than just telling lies that I need to skip it, I'm busy or I'm not interested in doing any podcast. That's a great because, point. Yeah. Because I, I, I knew that when... Uh, I got an emergency and I was unable to reply you back when when, when you mess- when you mailed me that hey I'm planning to do in XYZ days and uh, at which day would be preferable to you and I was I got the mail I was I was uh, looking at my schedule that which day would fit perfect and then some urgently I got a work so I need to go and then when I came back I saw your mail that have you received the mail or not i was like oh i'm so sorry i i, I, I was unable to reply you i could but, be persistent that's actually my yeah, friend jesse he could be persistent yeah <laughs> we both get and that's that's one of the most important quality podcast guests should have mm. i got i was messaging a person from past two months and after that i was able to get him on my show and when i got him my viewership went crazy from 2030 to 500 600 wow that's awesome and and yeah and and when when uh, when i said that uh, what's your opinion on this show I means how how it went i was taking mm. his review and he was like hey man wh- whatever you do i know you are going to improve but one thing you keep with you is this persistence being persistent yes. yes because that's the most important quality and even as even as not even as podcast host but even as any person on any work yeah. if you're persistent you are naturally growing there's there's so many wonderful like you know there's not just one sort of golden virtue to be in life but one thing that i'm learning is the importance of honesty and persistence i mean 100% like I've, I've tiptoed around people a lot in my life and people, as they hear my show, they know I'm kind of like, you know, I try to be safe or whatever. Like I, I like to be unguarded when I speak to people, 
but there is there's something to be said about honesty and when i show somebody something it's like hey man can you tell me what you honestly think of this versus like hey it's like oh this is great like well i actually i don't want to hear that i want to hear your honest feedback because that's how you get better right that's all part of persistence we have to sort of you know we could be very emotional creatures like oh my feelings hurt but sometimes we have to sort of separate our feelings from our work because my work is not who i am as a person i will always have the same value you always have the same value as me and that's part of being a human but the work that i create i can always make that better you know and how i make it better is by your feedback so 100%. And, and and one more thing when uh, I I was recently watching watching one of my friends review on a video where 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 he said that even even in terms of starting a conversation like many people feel shy to start a conversation or or, or to be in be in a public space what he said is if you be honest 90% of your nervousness will vanish like if i'm talking yeah. to you and if i say that hey you know i'm uh, please excuse me i'm a little bit nervous right now that statement itself will, yeah. will reduce 90% of my nervousness and that will also give you a context that this guy is nervous so it will help you to know that okay this guy is nervous i need to make him a little more comfortable you you know what like um and this is a this is a hasty generalization of course but all throughout history there's been influences of you know there's western influences and there's eastern influences and i wrote an article on the difference between competition and cooperation or individualism or individualistic sort of cultures and societies and collectivist societies and in the west uh you know i struggled with it but it's this idea of i want to be the best individualism versus cooperation where it's like let's be the best like dude let's let's get each other better when you win i win when i win you win you know and that mindset which is kind of influenced by by you know buddhist teachings and eastern thought when you are able to kind of harness both of those together that again is when you can create and access your your potential because you're not trying to hoard it like i just want to be on top of the mountain which is a very lonely place to be um you know i don't want to be there by myself True, versus like i just want to give everything away you have to find that happy medium that balance and when you find that balance that's when you start to step into your real purpose right and you can feel empowered because you're kind of taking control of your own life and you're creating an environment where it's like you know there's it's just uh it's like a co-op right it's a back and forth it's fluid it flows and that is when you you're happy right when you surround yourself with like-minded people dude that's when you live your best life and and that's that's what that's how one can understand their own personality because everyone is a perfect mixture of five closest people around mm-hmm. them yes and and one another thing which you said about individualism that i want to be the best the, when when you think that i want to be the best there are two things now let me let me give you a context in terms of understanding is like 
being the best is having the tallest building in the world mm. let's assume that like i want to be the best equal want to i want to be the owner of the tallest building of the world right now there are two circumstances that either you break every tall building and create your own 10 story building or you create your own 250 300 story building and say that yes i am to- i am the tallest and let me help you to reach near me that's so true like you yeah because we see people like that every day right like there's this an individual can only do so much you can't splice yourself not yet anyways and hopefully not anytime soon that would be really messed up but you have like if you are an owner of a company as your company grows a flourishing company will always have a connection with all its employees like some sort of True. a human connection you can't just see them as robots they're humans right they're they're people sentient people individuals True. so yeah, as your business yeah. grows you have to have a connection it grows and grows well then you have to make sure that there's people they're called supervisors i think that they take care of the people and they're making sure that they're okay if you have happy employees your business will continue to flourish if you have a bunch of disgruntled employees then you have union labor strikes and you know we saw this in the 20th century <laughs> and, right yeah. yeah so w- one of my mentor who who is uh, one of the uh, india's one of, one of india's biggest uh, executive coach he said that if you want to be the owner or if you want your company to be the biggest employees are important now there are two yes. ways you can treat your employees either one you can treat them as your family mm. or else you can treat each and every you can treat that you are accountable to each and every employee of your company right because even you, as you are the owner but 90% of work has been done by your employee to be able to give you that 10% growth right now if you are not accountable to those nine to those yes. employees who have done 90% of the work you will never be able to get that 10% growth so either you treat them as a family or you be accountable to each and every one of them could you be both could, could you these are two ways to treat your employees mm-hmm. either you treat them as family make a culture family culture yes. in your yeah, yeah. in your company so that they can get emotionally engaged in their work yes. not just they have to sit and do their work they can emotionally get engaged with their work yes yeah and second is if if i am being accountable to my employees it means that i have to make sure their financial stability as well not only in terms of the salary i pay but in terms of them having some percent some percent of share of my company so that i can i can tell right. them that hey, right. this is not just my company this is that's great yeah, well. yeah yeah i'm accountable to your growth as well i think that that's the best when one you know cuz being paid 9 to 5 just for your hours that's not enough for people there needs to be a sense of like the harder you work the more you get out of this right there has to be like 
intrinsic rewards are, are only enough for things that you're passionate about. We also need extrinsic rewards. We need that finite, like, like I love doing this, but there does have to be like for the one, for my family, the more that I do this, you have to be able to show them something for it. Right. Like this isn't just my passion project. Like I'm actually making something out of it. And business is just the same. You know, if you're just paying employees $18 an hour and that's it, that is, that will never be enough. But when you're saying you're working towards your retirement and you can go and live on a beach in Thailand or, or wherever you want to go, people are like, yeah, I want to do that. And that gets them pumped up to be the best employee that they can be. And also to make sure that they get those things. Yes. Because many yeah, not people just hire saying. them, yeah, hire them yeah, just, yeah. By, just by showing them dreams that, you know, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll make you this, I'll make you that. And, and that's, that's, that's where you need to show that accountability at the time of hiring on paper that, hey, you are getting hired and you have this much percent of the company. Yeah. Frame this because this is my promise to you. And that's yeah. as, as an educator, the most important thing when you work with kids is that if you make a promise, you had better follow through with it. No, I'm serious. Cause kids remember that shit and they remember it. Some of them can remember it their whole lives. I mean, maybe you remember an instance where you had a, a parent or something. Yeah, we'll go to the zoo. I promise. And then they forget cause they're a parent and they got a million other things to think of. And you're like, well, what the, where's the, where's the lions and the leopards, man. So, you're right. Being again, there's that honesty piece, honesty and persistence. It's funny because we we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and self-help, but I think we, we covered that in this conversation just naturally. True. There was one thing, uh, a, a topic that I was like, yeah, let's talk about that and self-help and history because my undergrad was in history. Yours is in physics. So what have you learned from history? What has helped you to understand yourself about learning history? Learning history. When I was learning history at that time, I was, I was not actually fascinated with it mm-hmm. because I was just learning to get marks. I was just learning to get, get good numbers. But during lockdown, when I, when I was having this, the, these podcasts, I, one of my mentor, Dr. Radha Krishna Pillai, he is expert in field of Chanakya, who was who lived in India thousands of years ago, mm. and he he was he was he was the he established one of India's biggest empire called uh, Gupta Empire. Mm. And but, sorry, what was his name again? Uh, Chanakya. Okay, yeah. So when when uh, when I brought him on the podcast, when we when we were having conversation around it, that time I I, I got stuck in my head that hey history is interesting. It, it is not that as boring as it used to be on books. Yeah. And and then and then I then I sat and thought back that okay this is this is history of my country now. And now there are history of many countries as well. There are different histories for each and every country. Every country has their own past. Every country has their own revolution. Every country mm. has their own way of behaving in, in terms of citizens as well. Because 
that that's the only reason which which helps in differentiating between a civil war and a civilized country a country with a civil war and a civilized country right because whatever you do even if you are king of a country even if you are dictator of a country you are accountable to each and every citizen mm. just imagine mm. mm-hmm. i mean okay you are you are let's let's say you are king of um Ten ten million people, or or a hundred million people. You have an army of ten million. To what extent you can control the anger of hundred million people? Hmm. Just imagine. Yeah. yeah. If if those hundred million people goes on with their bare hand, ten million military also be cannot stop them. They'll be yeah. swarmed. Yeah. And you you call yourself a king, but still you are accountable to those hundred million people. and and we've seen that throughout history i mean you know the french revolution uh the yeah. haitian revolution you know they, you know uh, 100% right you look at gandhi right and how he was able to overthrow the 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 british rule there essentially and he didn't even he he didn't kill a single person yeah we, right we went to non violence yeah which is which is amazing that he was able to you know through mobilization of the people and and the salt walks and stuff he was I able just imagine that yeah. time there was there were no smartphones there was no social media <laughs> so and and, and kind of that's where we're going the future is because of social media so many things are being captured uh for example you know there's there's a farmers protest in in northern india right there's things that are going on in nigeria there's problems in canada like where i live there's communities that are only 5 hours away 7 hours away and you can't drink the water there right yeah true 100% and just imagine that now as a, as a podcast guys i'm just thinking this that imagine if we had this golden opportunity of recording a podcast with uh, gandhi ji with martin luther king yeah with with all those people just imagine the amount of wisdom we would we we would have on our show Oh yeah. I mean, you talked about uh uh mentioning the elephant in the room and saying like uh I'm very nervous. I would definitely be nervous interviewing any of those people. <laughs> Because you know how this, much of a privilege yeah. that would have been, right? Or how that would be. And, and just imagine the amount of wisdom they yeah. they put on our show. I oh, mean, yeah. we we just we just know the outcome of their work. We, right. We, 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 don't we don't know the outcome know yet. Behind the stage, we don't know what happened behind their their yeah. brains. What what instigated them that I'll I'll follow this path? What instigated them that I'll do this? Because even before them, problem was there. Yes. It was not that the problem they they born with a problem and they help us solve it. Mm-hmm. The problem was there before their their birth. Before Gandhi ji's birth, Britishers were still. ruling india yes but because he found a solution he was able to create a nationwide impact and just imagine we we know that he followed non violence mm-hmm. we don't know what made him thought that non violence will be an ultimate solution right yeah cuz and, and, and like, he didn't like even any know. one of us like yeah. any any one of us he would have thought that if 100 million people will take swords on their hand britishers mm. will have to go and that sounded practically right even though he thought of non violence and 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 
the other thing that the, the point that I like that you mentioned is we now know how that story unfolds and how it ended for, for Gandhi, you know, and, and how for some of them, obviously the work is still going on, of course, but we know, we know that story, right? It's not like I was talking to, to, you know, Malcolm X when he was 27, right. And not knowing where he would go by the time he was 35. So that's why this is so crazy is because we're, we're seeing people, at this moment right now in their lives, not knowing the potential and the perseverance that they will become and shape for themselves. For all I know, I could be talking to the future president of India <laughs> or, or, or if, you know, I, a UA, you, I mean, cause you're just getting started, you know, and I know you're not stopping. So last question for you, cause I am looking at time and, and by the way, Jay, I got to have you on again because, you know, we, we've only just started sure. this, but uh, sure, if you sure. could interview anybody from history, anybody, who would you interview? I, I know I'm just proposing to this right now, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've already said Gandhiji, but other than that, I would like to interview one of the most cool person that has been, that is Adolf Hitler. Mm, yeah. Because. If, if I would have to break down his life, cruelty is, is the truth. There's, there's, there's no other side of it. But Did you say duality or, or cruality? Cruality. Cruality. Okay. The amount of... Cruelty, cruelty. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And, but he has that oratory impact. He had that impact that he was able to convince his people that what I say is correct mm. and that's that's what fascinates me that okay if, if you're a dictator it's okay but having impact on each and every person in your country that what I say is correct and making them believe is, is what fascinates me and that too in, in, in the time where there was no social media only way of communicating was newspapers. Well, and, and he's like Hitler created our concept, our contemporary concept of evil. But I, I took a class on the Holocaust. And if you, 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 you see that what happened there, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't like Kristallnacht, yeah. you know, like the light of the night of long knives. And we, and, we, we, uh, we are story can think that it had it happened overnight exactly but but just imagine if 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 we would have if we would have brought him on podcast and we would say that what was your planning before becoming german germany's dictator yeah well the other no thing no one knew what what plan he exactly. had exactly well he he but i don't even think he knew like so here's here's the thing is you look at some people, leaders in the world, and I won't name names, but you have to have a disconnect. You ha if you're going to rule like an asshole and make mm. millions starve, knowing that this is happening, you have to be disconnected. There's just no other way. I can't kill a fucking ant. You know what I mean? Like I look at an ant and I'm like, oh, poor guy, I'm going to put him outside. Because if I was an ant, I wouldn't want someone squishing me. But if you're if you're a dictator and you're like, no, nope, millions of people like that, like Stalin, 
like Mao Zedong, mm. you know, and other other leaders, historical leaders and contemporary. But there has to be a disconnect, you know, and mm-hmm. and 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 understanding that, right? But that's a that's a good pick. That that was a, a brave pick. I would have gone with something safe, like uh, I don't know. Uh, now now I'm on the spot. Joan of Arc. That would probably be a cool person to talk to. Ah, great, great. That that that. <laughs> Now, Jay, I, I'm just looking at the time and I have to go to another one. I want to thank you so much sure. for being thank on the you show. Thank for having me. Oh, thank well, you. yes. And, and this is just the start of, uh, of us communicating. Sure. So thank 100%. you. Once again, your show, can you tell us? Uh, yeah, my show, The Jay Tucker Show, where the ma- major niche is about entrepreneurship and self-help, where I bring leaders india's one of india's top leaders top coaches to uh, help you guys to find a better career of yourself and to help yourself grow not only in terms of career but in terms of your whole life in terms of your mental health in terms of the way you perceive things awesome jay thank you so much my man thank you so much thank you Once again, that was Jay Thakar, host of the podcast, The Jay Thakar Show, based out of India. Uh, I love what he was sharing about his experiences in developing this podcast, in, in coming to this conclusion of this is what he wants to do. He wants to make content. He wants to not just be learning about things, but producing uh, things as well, knowledge uh, for others to consume. I, uh, I, I love what he said about uh, the, the importance of persistence and honesty in any endeavor that we do in life. It was such an honor having him on the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did in, in having this conversation with Jay. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.